Thanks for joining me for another fun-filled episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. This week, I'm going to be discussing, in depth, tales of ghosts that have seemed to pop up from time to time in areas where celebrities have hung out, where celebrities have died, in one way or another, however they died, whether it be suicide, murder, or drug overdose. Ghosts have been a staple of storytelling for centuries, and the tales I'm going to share with you stand out among them all. Now, ghosts are both everywhere and nowhere. Stories would have us believe their existence is constantly being investigated, but highly doubted by some. Yet, despite that healthy skepticism, ghosts feature prominently in our culture. They are in television and film, from Harry Potter to The Sixth Sense, Ghost stories are told around campfires and found on bookstore shelves, where you can always find a copy of one of my books. Anyway, in both fiction and nonfiction sections, around Halloween, pop culture images of ghosts haunt nearly every store and hang as decoration in homes or outside homes, much like my house, which is always heavily decorated for Halloween and stands out as one of the most sought-after destinations for decorated houses to see during the Halloween season in the Tri-County area. Ghosts even influence some of our everyday customs in which we may not recognize. People used to believe a sneeze caused someone to expel their soul out of their body. And so God bless you or God bless you was used as a protection against the devil snatching your soul. According to MIT, here are some most of the most famous ghosts of all time. King Hamlet. Though ghosts appear in several of Shakespeare's plays, such as Macbeth and Julius Caesar, King Hamlet, often referred to simply as Ghost, is among the better known of the bards, ghosts, and plays an integral part in Hamlet. His son, Prince Hamlet, may be the central character in the play named after him, but without his father's ghost, there would be no story. King Hamlet appears three times in the play, each time during the night. The ghost tells Hamlet that he was murdered by his treacherous brother, Claudius, and asks Hamlet to avenge his death. As the story went on, you find out that the ghost himself says he's on a visit from purgatory, and that appears in chapters 1, 5, and 9 through 13 returning to the world of the living in order to right a wrong that the Catholic position on ghosts wrote Zaki Zamir, philosopher and literary critic. In this book, Shakespeare's Hamlet, Philosophical Perspectives, and that was in the Oxford University Press of 2017. Another famous ghost, the Flying Dutchman. This is the world's best-known non-human ghost. It is a 17th century merchant ship said to haunt the high seas. According to sea lore, the ship which often appears as a hazy image or a strange light is said to be a portent of bad luck and doom. The story has been adapted many times, but one of the more common versions tells of a Dutch captain named Van der Decken refusing to take safe harbor during a storm while tra- traversing the Cape of Good. And it goes on from there, of course. Uh, 
The Cape of Good, Bad Luck and Doom, Hope Despite Pleas from the Crew and Passengers. Instead, the impotent captain challenged God to take them down. The ship was promptly cursed and in its ghost form is damned to never find port again. The ghost ship has been reported on the ocean from time to time, including appearing off the coast of South Africa in 1923. The Flying Dutchman most recently appeared in movie theaters across the country. Well, not really most recently, but several years ago. The Pirates of the Caribbean films, captained by Davy Jones. The tale of the Flying Dutchman ghost ship stems from a tradition which occurred in the 18th to 19th centuries, written by Theo Madur and the Flying Dutchman and other folktales from the Netherlands. That's Libraries Unlimited 2007 and is likely tied up in the trading company competition between Dutch and British businesses in that area. The Bell Witch. Of course, that's the Blair Witch Project. The events that allegedly happened at John Bell's Tennessee farm between 1817 and 1821. And of course, this is where the Blair Witch Project and the legend of that came into play from an actual legend and lore occurring in Tennessee are said to be one of the classic American ghost tales. Bell shot out a strange animal on his farm, but the creature disappeared before it could be harmed. Several weeks later, the Bell family was tormented by a ghost that made terrifying sounds and shook the house and physically attacked Bell's daughter, Betsy. The spectral assaults continued for several years. And at one point, Andrew Jackson, and he's actually written about this, had written about it, is said to have dabbled in ghost hunting and did his own investigation. Though some authors recount the Bell Witch tale as a true account, there is little evidence that it is anything other than a ghost story. Jackson, for example, never mentioned the Bell Witch case at all. It seems that the future president's role was created from thin air, possibly to lend the appearance of reality to the fictional tale. From the late 1810s until the 1830s, Jackson's every move is fairly well documented, wrote Kyle T. Cobb Jr. in his book, Ghosts and Demons, The Truth of the Bell Witch, which is available through my publisher, Lulu Press, in 2016. This casts further doubt on the legend itself. And that brings us to the ever-elusive Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary has been passed down through the generations as a popular ghost tale and test of nerve for children to challenge the unknown. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. I'm not going to say it three times. With those words, many school children had their first experience with a ghost. According to folklore, Bloody Mary is a ghost of a woman who murdered her children long ago. If you want to see her, go into a bathroom, usually at a school, turn the lights off, Stand in front of the mirror and repeat her name three times. The game of summoning Bloody Mary is particularly associated with teenagers. Three functions of the ritual are identified to actively challenge the conquer, the fears, to allow opportunities to increase peer group status, and to develop a mechanism for coping with the supernatural, says Gail DeVos in What Happens Next? Contemporary Urban Legends and Popular Culture. 
Many either stare at their scared reflection in the dark mirror or lose their nerve after saying the second Bloody Mary and run from the bathroom. Numerous students related their experiences, both positive and negative, with great glee while others hid their heads in terror at the very thought of calling her name. An updated version of Bloody Mary, the Bloody Mary legend, was made into a horror film series in the 1990s, Candyman. It was recently remade in 2021, who was um, similar, similar and uh, summoned about the same way by repeating his name three times. Casper, the friendly ghost. While Bloody Mary spends her time in the ghostly realms waiting for kids to summon her through dark bathrooms so she can scare kids, Casper, who is best known as the friendly ghost, is the white outlined smiling ghost who tries not to scare people. Casper was created by Seymour Wright and Joe Aurelio in the 1930s, later gaining fame in the Harvey comic book series. Casper was often joined by friends such as Wendy, the good little witch, and Hot Stuff, the little devil. The characters were made benign and kid-friendly, with the addition of good-friendly and little to their names. Even so, the topic of death in a property aimed at children has been questioned, even when Casper enjoyed a revival with a self-titled 1995 film starring Bill Pullman and Christina Ricci. Critics questioned how appropriate it was to run moments of comedy and slapstick alongside issues of death and the afterlife, wrote Zachary Graves in Ghosts, The Complete Guide to the Supernatural. The Drury Lane Ghost over the decades, several actors have claimed to have had ghostly encounters while working at the Drury Lane Theatre in London. There are many theatres in the Covent Gardens District in London's West End. Plays have been produced in that area for over 300 years, and some of the world's greatest actors have appeared there. Yet one theatre is better known more for its ghosts than its productions. There is actually more than one ghost said to haunt Drury Lane's halls and wings, including those of several actors. The most famous, however, is a man in gray, seen as a nobleman carrying a sword. It's not uncommon for a theater to claim a resident ghost treading the boards. For example, the Majestic Theater in Chillicothe, which I have investigated over and over again. I have written about, I have done a podcast episode about, and released video footage and photographic evidence collected through the years of my encounters while there. The Drury Lane ghosts carry on their part of theater tradition. Everyone in the theater had some kind of experience. They think they saw the man in gray or they heard a door slam when there was no one in the building. Roger Clark, a professional ghost hunter from the London area, took photos and stories a little more seriously than the ghosts. He did think the building had something going on, although it was difficult to say what it was, said actor Nigel Planer to journalist Andrew Dixon, writing for The Guardian in 2015, The Vanishing Hitchhiker. The origins of the hitchhiker ghost that's an old tale, uh, may actually predate the automobile, having been adapted over time to new methods of transport. A classic example 
of modern folklore often associated with the United States, but with parallel tales everywhere in the world. The vanishing hitchhiker is often depicted standing by the roadside and disappearing without a trace. Not long after being picked up, one classic version points to the hitchhiker being the ghost of a local resident, killed not far from their home. But it was, uh, but it has likely changed over the decades. It acquired the newer automobile motif by the period of the Great Depression, and thereafter spawned a number of subtypes with greatly varied and oddly interlocking details, some of which themselves stemmed from earlier folk legends, says Jan Harold Bruvand and the Vanishing Hitchhiker, the American urban legends and their meanings. Sometimes the hitchhiker is imbued with power of prophecy or is on an endless quest, not unlike the crew of the Flying Dutchman. Updated and localized treatments of the legend continue to flourish in modern folklore, suggesting that the old ghost tale must have some important appeal to contemporary folk, says Brunvand. The Ghost of Christmas Past The ghost in Dickens' story is said to morph from old to young at different times. In Charles Dickens' famous novel, A Christmas Carol, cold-hearted miser Ebenezer Scrooge has a change of heart after being visited by several ghosts representing different eras of his life's Christmas past, present, and yet to come. Ghosts are often associated with life lessons and morality tales. And these spooks are no exception. The ghost of Christmas past sets Scrooge out on the road to rehabilitation by showing him visions of his past Christmases. Dickens is credited with helping to establish the concept of Christmas spirit and may have been drawing on his own past and feelings about children and Christmas for his character. Dickens had warm memories of his own childhood Christmases and now the father, the father of a young family made the annual event a merry holiday. Feasting, games, and domestic dramas were the order of the 12 days of Christmas in the 1840s Dickens household, wrote John Sutherland, professor of modern English literature at University College London for the British Library in 2014. The Murdered Peddler. The Fox sisters popularized this tale by claiming to speak to the murdered ghost, kickstarting the spiritualism movement. One day in the 1840s, in Hydeville, New York, a young peddler arrived at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Bell to sell his housewares. He was invited into the home by the Bell's housekeeper and, in fact, stayed for some days. The maid was shortly dismissed from service but abruptly rehired a week later. The peddler was gone, but many of his items were now in the use in the Bell's kitchen. The maid thought... Little of it until she began experiencing strange ghostly phenomenon, only to find out from the peddler's ghost that he had, in fact, been murdered in her absence. At least that was the story told by two sisters named Maggie and Katie Fox, who claimed to communicate with the ghost. Years later, the sisters admitted it had all been a hoax. There was no murdered peddler, and the spirit communications had been faked. Still, the sisters had inadvertently founded a religion called spiritualism, which is still practiced today. The murdered peddler is the only fake ghost whose presence started a real religion. 
When spiritualism began with its murdered peddler and its poltergeists, it had been fed on an older fascination with the occult powers. But spiritualism has shaped by in response to the Fox sisters and emerged as something sunnier and democratic, wrote Barbara Weisberg in Talking to the Dead, Kate and Maggie Fox, and the Rise of Spiritualism. One gathered a group of friends or hired a large hall to welcome the immortal beings. While benign spirit guides weren't necessarily unknown in other parts of the world, they descended like uninvited but cheery guests in the 19th century Christian America. Unparalleled insider access. Get it all. Introducing the Sirius XM Platinum VIP plan. Our newest, most exclusive plan. Listen in two cars, plus stream anywhere with two app logins. Access a massive, exclusive library of live concert video and audio recordings through nugs.net. Have opportunities to experience live and virtual SiriusXM events, including VIP-only exclusives. Get all your questions answered by a dedicated VIP customer care team. Plus, get all the entertainment we've got. It's all included with your Platinum VIP subscription. Be a VIP. Call 844-711-8800 to learn more. Offer detail supply. One login for activated vehicle. Not available in Canada. Welcome back and thank you for continuing to listen. This is Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. Celebrity ghosts and the places they've been seen. Some celebrities love the spotlight even after death. Not everyone believes in ghosts, but there have been plenty of celebrity ghost sightings over the years. In honor of this episode, taking a look at some famous ghosts and the places they love to visit. Marilyn Monroe. She is said to haunt the Brentwood home she was found dead in on August 1962 from an overdose. Along with her beloved poodle, Moth, the ghost's dogs cry is said to be heard from the outdoor courtyard and pool area, and Marilyn has been spotted all over the property. She doesn't like to stay at home, though, because people have also reported sightings of Marilyn's spirit in room 1200 of the Roosevelt Hotel. The hip Hippodrome on the Santa Monica Pier is another rumored spot where there are reports of Marilyn Monroe showing up in mirrors with... Legend saying if you visit the Hippodrome late at night and watch the mirrors on the carousel, you can catch a glimpse of Marilyn Monroe sitting on her favorite bench near the gift stand. Per experience first, others have visited her crypt at Pierce Brothers Westwood Village Memorial Park, hoping for a ghostly experience of their own. Lucille Ball. Everyone loved Lucille Ball. I wasn't really a fan. I thought she was kind of annoying. Anyway, her ghost has been reported in more than one place. She passed away in her Beverly Hills mansion, and subsequent owners have reported mysteriously broken windows, voices heard from the attic, and furniture moving around the house per the Hollywood home. But Lucy's ghost apparently loves to travel because her ghost has also been reported at the Hart Building on the, Parano the uh, Paramount Studios backlot where I Love Lucy was produced and the Jamestown Cemetery in New York where she was buried. Anna Nicole Smith is another one. 
She spent her final hours at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida, before her death in 2007. Since then, people have claimed to see her spirit wandering around the hotel lobby. Walt Disney. While there are several ghosts believed to haunt Disneyland, one of them is Walt Disney himself. There is even photographic and video evidence floating around the internet. Walt died in 1966, loved trains, and one former cast member named Daryl Wagner said of the Disneyland Railroad that circles the park. The train command center has a board that shows where the trains are on the track. Late at night, in the far corner, a train will show on the board and the whistle would blow, even though there was no train out there. The old guys used to say, that's Walt's train. He shared another story. Lillian Disney, Walt's wife, made sure that Walt wasn't seen smoking in public areas around kids. So he used to go out into the staircase behind the apartment to smoke. Wagner says, after Walt died, their security supervisor used to smell cigarette smoke back there almost every night. He used to hide to try and catch the smoker, but he never did. He never found cigarette butts, but he always smelled fresh smoke. He finally concluded that it was Walt sneaking a last smoke in per SF gate. He's been spotted all around the park at Fantasyland, the Haunted Mansion, and his old apartment above the fire station. Harry Houdini. Harold as the greatest magician of all time, Houdini died on Halloween night in 1926, but he planned to come back to life after death and promised his wife he would contact her in the afterlife. After he died, she organized a seance in their house in Laurel Canyon for the next 10 years before finally giving up and moving. But once she left the house, it got weird and was eventually burned to the ground in a brush fire. Brush. Did I say brush? Brush fire. It was restored and the Houdini estate is now rented out for the private events and many have claimed that they've caught a glimpse of Houdini himself wandering around the grounds in the restored hotel. Al Capone. Al Capone served a total of four and a half years at the maximum federal penitentiary Alcatraz. But if the stories are true, he really enjoyed his time there and likes to return in the afterlife. Scarface passed away in 1947 in Miami Beach, Florida. But there are stories that banjo music sometimes plays from his old jail cell in Alcatraz. That's not the only place, though. He allegedly used the Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago, Illinois, as the headquarters for his organization, and there had been multiple sightings of Al Capone there. Elvis Presley. Elvis performed regularly at the Las Vegas Hilton from 1969 through 1976, before his death in 1977. Legend has it, he still hangs around backstage in his former performance space. Joan Crawford. American actress Joan Crawford has a warped legacy, and after her death, she adopted daughter Christina Crawford and shocked the world with her heartbreaking story in the book Mommy Dearest. Years later, in 1989, Christina explained the house she grew up in in Brentwood was haunted, and she saw things in the house. Joan went 
on to die in the home and things got weirder after that with spontaneous fires primarily in the wall behind where Joan Crawford's bed used to be per Joan Crawford Best one of the Beverly Hills Fire Department spent four days there attempting to solve the mystery of the spontaneous fires that would break out into the walls she said the owners decided to have the house exercise numerous times and Christina later said every single family that had lived in the house had horrible things and experiences happen from illness, alcoholism, addictions, relationship problems. And evidently with the current owner, the walls are breaking out into flames again. It would not surprise me in the least if the haunting spirit that is in the house is Crawford. She was capable of real evil, Christina said. Amy Winehouse. When it comes to Amy Winehouse, her ghost has to find you. In 2011, the Sun reported that Pete Daltrey had fled to Paris after her ghost showed up at his London flat three or four times. And in 2018, her father said his daughter's spirit visited her family's home in Kent. Her spirit comes and sits at the end of my bed. She just sits there, and it looks like her with her beautiful face and the, the looks at me. And I say to her, are you all right? Because I get nervous with her being there, Mitch Winehouse said during an interview with The Sun, adding that soon after she died, she began visiting in the form of a blackbird. Please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. Computer, execute 12.4p operation. Optimizing algorithm. Running encryption packet alpha. Night, night. Oh, I don't feel so good. What? What is it, computer? Is it hot in here? It feels hot in here? I feel a little clammy. I should lie down or something. A computer with a virus? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO. Those oysters Rockefeller were a mistake. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Celebs who have had actual ghost encounters. Don't try and tell these stars that ghosts don't exist because they've seen all the paranormal proof that they believe in. Kristen Stewart... In a 2019 chat with Vanity Fair, the actress opened up about her beliefs. I talk to them, Stewart said, of ghosts. If I'm in a weird small town making a movie and I'm in a strange apartment, I will literally be like, no, please, I cannot deal. Anyone else, but it cannot be me. Who knows what ghosts are, but there is an energy that I'm really sensitive to. So not just with ghosts, but with people. People stay in rooms all the time. And then there's Helena Bonham Carter as she prepared to take over Vanessa Kirby's portrayal of Princess Margaret for season three of The Crown. Bonham Carter sought approval straight from the late royal herself with the help of a psychic medium. My main thing when you play someone who is real, you kind of want their blessing because you have a responsibility, Bonham Carter said at the... Cheltenham Literature Festival, according to The Guardian. She said, apparently, she was glad it was me. She said, you're better than the other actress that they were thinking of. They will not admit who it was. It was me and somebody else. The star continued, that made me think maybe she is here. Because that is a classic Margaret thing to say. She was really good at complimenting you. 
and putting you down at the same time. Queen Elizabeth's ongoing younger sister also had a word of advice for the actress. Then she said, Get the smoking right. I smoked in a very particular way. The cigarette holder was as much a weapon for the expression as it was for the smoking. Lily Collins, Phil Collins' daughter, the extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile star, believes she received some support from the ghosts, victims of Ted Bundy. While preparing to take on the role of the infamous serial killer's ex-girlfriend, Elizabeth Klopfier, she told The Guardian that she was woken up by flashes of images, like the aftermath of a struggle, every night at 3.05 while filming. I discovered at 3 a.m. is the time when the veil between the realms of the are the thinnest and one can be visited, Collins told the outlet. I didn't feel scared. I felt supported. I felt like people were saying, we are here listening. We're here to support. Thank you for telling our story. Megan Mullally, the Will and Grace star, believes a house she and husband, Nick Offerman, from Parks and Recreation, once lived in, was haunted by the spirit of Nicole Brown Simpson, the wife of former NFL star O.J. Simpson, who was murdered in 1994. It wasn't the same house, but it was on the same property where it had once stood. The house that O.J. Simpson had rented for Nicole Brown Simpson, Mullally said on Busy Tonight. We would have in that house, in the corner of the house, like maybe where the bedroom used to be, in the old house, we would have all these sounds and weird things all the time. I would be like, that's Nicole, and she's pissed because Nick doesn't get it. Mutually, Malali believes the spirit settled down after Offerman watched documentaries and the American Crime Story series about her murder. Ever since then, no more sounds. She said she just needed Nick to understand what had happened. Then there's Kendall Jenner. Wow, the Jenners and the Kardashians are always in the news for some reason. I do believe in ghosts. I don't know if I've ever seen one, but I've experienced some pretty ghosty situations, the model revealed in a Vogue video. According to her, the home of matriarch Chris Jenner is haunted by an otherworldly presence. In the house my mom lives in, Kylie and I would always hear footsteps on the roof while no one was home. She said, Kylie's shower used to turn on all the time, and we never knew why. So yeah, I'm convinced it was a ghost. Then there's Gigi Hadid. I've had a lot of unexplainable things and experiences with the supernatural, Hadid told Vogue. When we were kids, we lived in this really old house, and I was given the attic as my room. We used to hear this weird sound in the closet, and then we asked my dad, and he said, this old lady used to live in the house. Instead of getting freaked out, we would make friends with the spirit. We convinced ourselves, and we would talk to her. We'd be like, girl, we'll bring you some tea. Then there is Chloe Savigny. Years ago, Savigny and a boyfriend spent the night at the Massachusetts house where Lizzie Borden allegedly killed her father and stepmother with an axe in 1892. I kept hearing all these weird moaning sounds and groaning noises, but there wasn't anybody else in the house. It was terrifying. It was pretty early, and my then-boyfriend was like, I have to leave, she told Entertainment Weekly. 
The eerie experience inspired Savigny to produce the star and star in the Lizzie Borden film in 2018 that reimagined the infamous crime. Dale Earnhardt Jr., this one's interesting, and an episode of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Download, his podcast, Earnhardt Jr., opened up about a strange encounter when the conversation shifted to ghosts and spirits. Earnhardt Jr. recounted, when I wrecked in the Corvette in 2004 in Sonoma, and it caught fire, somebody pulled me out of that car, and I thought that it was a corner worker because I felt somebody put their hands under my armpits and pull me out of the car, continued Earnhardt Jr. I didn't get out. I don't have any memory of myself climbing out of that car. And I remember sort of moving like in motion, like going to lean forward and try to climb out of the car. And then something grabbed me under the armpits and pulled me up over the door bars and then let's go of me. And I fell to the ground and there's pictures of me laying on the ground next to the car. I know that when I got to the hospital, I was like, who pulled me out of the car? I got to say thanks to that person because it was a hand. It was physically hands grabbing me. I felt it. And there was nobody there. He said the moment he said would be probably the closest thing to a paranormal encounter that Earnhardt Jr. has experienced. If it's real, of course. Kate Hudson. While appearing on Chatty Man in 2014, Hudson revealed that she and her mom, Goldie Hawn, see dead people. It is not really seeing, it's feeling a spirit, she clarified. A fifth energy. I believe in energy. I believe our brains can manifest into visual things. She's got some, uh, some good points there. The actress added that she once saw a ghost of a woman with no face and shared some tips for dealing with with uh, ghostly situations. When you see something, you are supposed to tell the energy what year it is and that they don't belong there, she said. Please hold for a word from our sponsor. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. Jessica Alba has claimed to have had a terrifying experience with an unseen force when she was a child. I had no idea what it was. I felt this pressure and I couldn't get up. I couldn't scream. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything, she recalled, according to the Sydney Morning Herald. Next to my honey-do list is Lori Lindley, or Linny. Initially a skeptic, the actress became a believer after meeting one of the famed ghosts of Broadway's Belasco Theater. It's absolutely haunted, she told James Corden of the Late Late Show, of her former workplace. I was not a believer, and I had been told about the ghosts at the Belasco. There was a mysterious death of a chorus girl at that theater. The legend is that final dress rehearsals, that's when the ghosts come out. I had forgotten this, and I was doing a play with Jane Alexander, and I turned to Jane Alexander, and I looked up to the upper balcony. There are two balconies there, and the upper balcony, you can only get in from the outside, and those doors were locked. I looked up, and there was a woman standing in the front row, looking over with a blue dress and blonde hair. I thought, well, hello. I looked back at Jane and looked up, and she was gone. Claudia Schiffer. While giving architectural 
Digest a tour of her Tudor mansion in England. The supermodel revealed her family shares the home with residents from beyond the grave. We had a medium go around, and she told us that actually all the ghosts in this house are lovely. No one needs to be scared. So we welcome all the ghosts, basically. According to Schiffer, the ghosts' haunting habits are creepy but pretty harmless. We hear creaking noises and strange things happen sometimes, like music comes out of nowhere. Emma Stone. During a 2014 appearance on the Late Night Show with David Letterman, Stone revealed that she had an ongoing, beyond-the-grave interaction with her late grandfather. There's a long family history with quarters. My grandfather leaves quarters. It's him. It's absolutely him, she explained. Although Stone never met her grandfather, she insists that she simply knows he is the cause of phantom coins popping up from time to time. Ariana Grande, of course, the singer told Complex when asked if she believed in ghosts and aliens in 2013. She said, I had a ghost demonic experience, she continued. We were in Kansas City a few weeks ago. I can see her waving her ponytail back and forth while retelling the story. And we went to the haunted castle and were so excited. The next night we wanted to go to Stull Cemetery, which is known for one of the seven gates to hell on earth. I felt sick. Yeah, I feel sick just retelling this story. I'm moving on. Miley Cyrus. This girl's been half-baked since birth. During an interview with LUK, Cyrus detailed her frightening experience with a haunted rental apartment in London. I kind of believe that based on the area that this is said to have happened. It was seriously so terrifying. I was having really crazy dreams and really scary things. And one night, my little sister, it sounds crazy to tell, but she was standing in the shower and all of a sudden I hear her scream. I ran in there and the water had somehow flipped to hot, but it was still, it was still like the water had not changed. And then other Disney stars, kid stars, such as Selena Gomez, the hands to myself singer confessed to her paranormal believer status during a 2015 visit to the Tonight Show. I believe in ghosts, so I have a ghost app. I believe that spirits can tap into technology. Why not, right? Allison Hannigan, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and How I Met Your Mother, said in 2013 to the San Francisco Gate that she shared her California home with an unexpected resident. I have a ghost in my house. I saw him a couple of months ago. I don't think he died there because there's a law in Los Angeles that when you buy a house, if somebody died there, they have to disclose that information. Keanu Reeves. This I completely believe. Dude is like a spiritual being from another realm anyway. Reeves claims that he saw a ghost as a child living in New York City. I'm probably like six, seven years old. Whoa. We'd come from Australia. Renata, our nanny in the bedroom, my sister is asleep. She's sitting over there. I'm hanging out. There in the doorway, all of a sudden, this jacket comes waving through the doorway. This empty jacket. There's no body. There's no legs. It's just there. And then it disappears. He explained to Jimmy Come Alive. Demi Lovato. Lovato shared that her childhood home in Texas housed a ghost in 2013. She wrote for BuzzFeed, My house in Texas is so ridiculously haunted, not by a bad spirit, but by a little girl. 
I think her name is Emily. And then George W. Bush's daughter, Jenna Bush Hager. The former first daughter believes that the White House, this I completely believe and subscribe to, is home to some mysterious spirits. I heard a ghost, she claimed, on The Tonight Show in 2009. I was asleep there by the fireplace in my room, and all of a sudden I heard 1920s music coming out of it. I could feel it. I freaked out and ran into my sister's room. She was like, please go back to sleep. This is ridiculous. And then I'm going to move on to Megan Fox. Yeah, I believe in everything, she says. She told MTV News in 2014. Going on to say that although she has never seen a ghost, she has heard them. I was just in Mexico at my hotel, and it was a bedroom, living room, bedroom deal. I had a pre-ordered breakfast at 7.30, and at 7 a.m., I hear them coming with the table. And I'm like, I didn't want breakfast yet. I hear them pouring the coffee. 30 minutes later at 7.30, I went in there. There was no table, no coffee, no food, nothing. No one there. Then the doorbell rings. I open the door. It's room service with my food. Brandy the nanny comes out later and says, why did room service come at 7 when we told them to come at 7.30? So you can't tell me I'm crazy because two people experienced it. Last but not least, my man, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. While doing press for his 2009 movie, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, which was a loose retelling of a combination of A Christmas Carol meets It's a Wonderful Life. McConaughey shared that his Hollywood home was haunted by a spirit named Madame Bleu. I was not even under the influence, and she was there. She wasn't that happy. It didn't seem like she was going to be much fun to hang around or have in my house. So I went ahead and stood my ground. I opened the door and said, You can move around all you want, but I'm not going anywhere. For weeks, everyone that came to the house said the same thing. There's someone down in that hall. There's somebody down in that hall. The actor went on to say that eventually she stopped getting visits she stopped paying him visits. Madame Blue and his guests fell in love with her former favorite room. Please hold for a word from our sponsor. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for hanging in there and listening to me go on and on about Hollywood celebrity ghosts and famous ghosts and so forth. I had a lot of fun doing this episode. I will catch you next time with something different, something new. Nothing borrowed, nothing old, but it will be creepy nonetheless. More of the strange, the unusual, the unheard of. This is Paranormally Speaking. And I'm your host, Neil Parks. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of the week. And be good to each other.
is true. 